Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful, but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Do you wish growing a business was easier? Are you feeling frustrated that it's taking so long to make your first 100K? I used to feel the same way until I discovered the one thing that was missing. It wasn't more marketing tips or strategies. It wasn't reading more business books and it wasn't learning more stuff. I could show you what's holding you back and blocking your success if you like. Typical side effects include higher income, peace of mind, loving relationships, real connection with God, freedom from addictions, purpose, fulfillment, and a brand new lifestyle. It all starts by scheduling a spiritual clarity call with me to get clarity on what you want right now in your life and to see if we wanna work together. Visit josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities to learn more. That's josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities. Today, my featured guest is Tony Watley. He is a business mentor, speaker, best-selling author, and podcast host like myself. He's best known as co-founder of LS1 Tech, an online automotive community which grew into the largest of its kind. With over 300,000 registered members, this business sold for millions in only five years after starting. Amazingly, it was just his part-time business. So Startup Nation, if you want to learn Learn from this guy, like the side hustle. Some of you out there right now, you're doing your side hustle. You're working the corporate nine to five, but you're moonlighting on the side and you're starting that part-time business. Tony is a living, breathing example of how that can become your full-time venture and do very well. Tony once led a successful corporate career with over 27 years of experience in oil and gas, managing $100 million plus international epic projects. He has built and scaled project management departments and consulted with Fortune 100 corporations on systems, processes, and leadership. He's the other side of me. He's the left brain. I'm more the right brain creative. So I love guys like Tony because I learned so much from them. Tony also has an extensive experience in procurement and contract laws, as well as contract negotiations. In 2015, Tony decided to focus on building businesses full time. And that's what he does now. He's a business mentor and left behind a multiple six-figure salary uh, range to do what he loves. When he's not 
doing what he loves, when he's not working to build his legacy, you can find him and his wife, Lisa, exploring the world or racing high-performance cars. Before we went online, Tony said, I have two passions, Joseph, business and cars. We could talk about each. So today we're going to talk about business. Tony Watley, you can find him at 365driven. That's the number 365driven.com, 365driven.com. Tony Watley, welcome to your first 100K. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Hey, Joseph, that was such a great intro. I don't think that I'm going to have any gaps to fill, but man, that's a, it's a good one. And thank you for having me on the show. I'm honored to be here. And I hope that there's that one listener that, that's going to get some value from this thing. I love that you just showed up with that, right? When I go on stage or speak or when I come on the show, either one of my podcasts, I am here for that one person. Mm -hmm. Who is the one person whose ears are open, their heart is open, they are ready. They're ready to surrender their inner control freak and admit that they don't have it all figured out. They need help. They're ready for that change. Is that you, Startup Nation? Are you that person right now? Tony and I are speaking to you today. So Tony, take a minute and share something personal with us uh, about you that very few people in your business life actually know. I would say that as an entrepreneur that I don't believe that everybody says that they're born into it or they can become it. I, I think that there's a certain level of risk tolerance that we have to take as entrepreneurs. But I was always that kid early age, age 12 was knocking doors, asking if I could mow yards, if I could wash cars, whatever I could. I didn't grow up with any money. My parents were both hardworking blue collar parents. My mom worked in the public school system as a cafeteria worker. My dad was in the US Marines. He got out and worked in chemical refineries as a laborer the rest of his life. So understanding that if I wanted that new skateboard, if I wanted that video game, if I wanted the bicycle parts, I had to go learn how to make money. So I was the one that was always doing that. And it was the mentality of just trading hours for dollars initially, which is what I call the employee mindset versus the entrepreneurship mindset. And I think there's a lot of people that get stuck in both. But for me, I, I've, I've always been an entrepreneur and I can always even look back on the very first time that I understood scalability. And I was about eight years old at that time. So my mom and I were watching this TV show and we're watching this, it's probably a talk show, kind of like Phil Donahue or Oprah, something like that. We're sitting there watching it and I'm half Japanese and there was this Asian man on the show as a guest and he was sitting there with a bunch of rubber octopuses sewed to his shirt. So he had a white t-shirt on covered with these colorful rubber octopuses that were just sewed to it. And we're like, what the heck is this guy? You know, so we turned up the volume and that, that, that guy's name was Dr. Ken Hakuda. And he invented the wacky wall walkers. Those were very popular in the 80s and 90s where these, these rubber things that were really sticky and you throw them against the wall and they would basically tumble down the wall and sticking to the wall. And I remember the guest interviewer was asking him, well, you know, how many of these have you sold? And I had probably three or four of those at my, myself at the time. They were just toys that were in cereal boxes or at the corner store on the counter. They're about a dollar each back then. So every, every kid had those. And he talked about selling something like 200 million of those things. And with quick math in my head, I was like, you got to be kidding me. This guy became a multimillionaire selling something that everybody wanted for a dollar. And that was my first realization that scalability at an early age. All right, Startup Nation, get inspired, right? What, what did you call it? Wonky wall crawlers? Wacky wall walkers. 
Well, okay, got it. I think <laughs> I remember look those. It up. You'll have to go yeah. Google it, but they're just basically little rubber octopuses that were really I, I also gooey remember, and sticky. Do you remember those those uh, rubber sticky hands that you would like splat same. against the those walls? Came okay, those came out later. Those came out later. Yeah, but all, the, all the same to them. All the, all the right. frog, the frog tongues. You could snatch papers off people's desks. Yeah, that was fun stuff. But it was all the same rubber, the same stickiness thing. So interesting, right? It, and that's an inspiring story. I also like what that guy did is that he showed up with them attached to his shirt. <laughs> yeah. So immediately, marketing 101, he got attention, mm-hmm. right? You turned up the volume on your TV and you watched because of attention. So Startup Nation, don't miss that little lesson there. Attention is the first thing. If you can't get someone's attention, they, it doesn't matter your product or how great your content got to get the attention. So Tony, let's get into it. I want to hear your story. So uh, 365 driven, right? You, I, we shared the bio, we went back, you know, and, and we seen what you've, you've done and what you're capable of. It's fantastic. Well done. Um, then you start and you say, Hey, I'm going to be a business mentor. I'm going to take some of, you know, this know-how my business acumen, and I want to now give it to others. I want to serve others. Uh, you start out 365 driven. Was it a instant success or did you have to work for it like the rest of us? What did that look like? Go back, paint us a vivid picture, a zero to 100K and beyond year one, two, and three. What do you absolutely, got? absolutely. That's a, that's a great question. And most people assume because of previous successes that you can create success anytime you want. It's not true because something like 365 driven was something I started in June of 2017. So it wasn't very long ago. But from my background, it was completely out of the range of my familiarization or my industry. So to give you some context, listeners, I was oil and gas professional, middle management, working for the major oil companies for 25 years, engineering background. But then the businesses I created were in the performance automotive sector. Those were the online businesses that create millions of dollars. So there's a passions of cars and I had a profession in oil and gas. But here's the thing is that I'd helped at least a dozen of my friends become millionaires and build these multiple seven and eight figure companies in the last 15 years. But they were only because they were in my proximity of my closest friends giving, you know, they're always giving, you know, Tony, what do you, what can you do here? What what do you think about this? Give, you know, getting advice from me because I'd already done that. But the thing is, is that I was not willing to go do that publicly because one, I had financial success and I didn't feel like I needed to put myself out there. And two, I just wasn't the right person to put myself out there. I was scared about that. Like everybody, I've had, I've had bullies as a kid and a lot of things that I worry about. I didn't like the way I was, I sounded on my recorded voice. I didn't like being on camera. I was a hell of an ex- exceptional p- photographer. I've done some feature write-ups for major automotive magazines. I'm really good behind the camera, but in front of the camera, I avoided that. So prior to June of 2017, you would have never seen me in front of the camera unless we're on vacation with the wife, you know, because you just have to do that guys. Let's be honest. Now for me to get into the 365 driven thing, it was like, you know what, I'm going to, I've got this book rattling around in my head. Joseph mentioned that during the intro, it's called side hustle millionaire. It was a book that it rattled it around in my head for five years before I finally sat down and typed it. And the thing is, is I wanted to impact more people, but I didn't have the confidence to stand on that stage. I didn't have the confidence to get on these microphones or be on TV or radio and these different things. So I was writing this book and I started to think, wow, this is probably going to be a good book because a lot of people are asking for this information. I need to invest more in myself to become the right person to carry this just in case I get interviewed. And here we are, Joseph, over 150 interviews later, been on TV, been on live radios, 
I had to become that person and I was not like that person at the beginning. So me jump, jumping into personal development was also a uh, observation of looking at the industry and business. And there was a lot of people out there that were teaching things that they've never accomplished. And that drove me nuts. So we have these people out there trying to basically just capitalize on people who don't know any better. And then you've got these other people who know all the information who are just keeping it to themselves. And I said, you know what, I need to go out there and just put it out there. I have, I've got proof. I've helped so many people. I need to quit act, you know, impacting dozens of people and focus on impacting hundreds of people. And that's how small I thought, Joseph, I want to go impact hundreds of people. And then that became thousands of people that I impacted. Then I start thinking, I need to go impact millions of people. And even for the first few months of me saying that it didn't make a lot of sense to me. Mm. I didn't feel comfortable saying that. And I'm, I'm the reason I'm sharing this message is that I want the listeners to understand that you don't have to have that grand slam grandiose, huge dream to go pursue something. Start with impacting one person. Like we talked about when we fired up this show, then 10, then 100, then 1000, because as soon as you get past those milestones, it becomes reality. After I've impacted thousands, there's nothing left to say but millions. I don't think I'll get to the billions mark because let's be honest, that's Tony Robbins level. And I don't even know if he's impacted billions, to be honest. I'm, he's probably done hundreds of millions. There's only 7 billion of people on this planet. So understand with 365 driven, the financial things, it's, it's always see money as a score of the game. I think business is a game. I love games. I love Monopoly, video games, sports, Business to me is just another game. We have rules, which are regulations, laws, and taxes. We have wins and failures. We have strategies. We have risk. We have all these different players. It's all a game. So when I think about business, you have to have a strong enough purpose, first of all, to start that business to carry you through the rough times. Because as you mentioned, Joseph, the first one to three years is brutal for every small business. High failure rates, 50% of businesses fail within the second year. 20 percent of businesses fail within the first year. I know what causes those failures. A lot of people don't really understand those things, but if you're not willing to do what you're doing for free that first year, absolutely free, like making zero profit, then your purpose really isn't that strong because people who are strong and have a strong purpose for what they're doing, they understand that business is usually not highly profitable until year two or three. So if you're not willing to do it for free and you're just focused solely on money as your purpose, that is a weak purpose and you're not going to make it. Powerful startup nation. Listen to Tony. He's got a lot of wisdom he's bringing to you right now. Now, Tony, you just covered a lot of different content, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. I want to jump in on something that uh, is small or seems small, but I don't want to skip over it. And off air, you told me you have mentors. You are in the business of mentoring others. Mm -hmm right? And, and I think that's what happens. We allow others to mentor us. We achieve certain achievements. And then we now become mentors to others. And it becomes this very cyclical uh, type of process of serving the world, right? And getting outside of self. Because like you said, you had all this success, but you were keeping it to yourself. And it's a very selfish type of position, but we don't even know what's happening, right? We just... And then you got awakened to it. You realized it and you said, wait a second, I can't be one of those people that just keeps it all to myself. I have to serve. It's my obligation to serve. And it's a beautiful thing. Now, you mentioned off camera that one of your mentors is Ed Milet, right? And, and Ed is about to hit the billion dollar mark, right? He's, he's crushing it, um, which is awesome. 
So speak to Startup Nation right now about uh, the importance of mentorship, but not in a very generic way that you hear on all the different shows, okay? Um, but in a way, and I'm going to make it specific. I have a talk. My signature talk is called Confessions of a Control Freak. And I speak about the five different inner control freaks that we all wrestle with, right? <clears throat> speak to Startup Nation about that inner control freak right now how to get that out of the way and ask for people's help and get the mentorship you need and stop trying to be so self-reliant, right? And do the whole solo entrepreneur type facade. What do you got? I love that because there's a lot of motivational memes that we see out there and, and music and things like that, that really serve this great vision of being self-made. We see that all over on t-shirts, self-made, self-made, self-made. Guys, I do not know one highly successful person that will claim to be self-made. That is a fallacy that's created by someone who may be independent, may be driven. And I'll tell you, you can make it to seven figures being solopreneur. You can get there. You could probably make it about to three million based on the business model as a solopreneur. But beyond that, nope, you're going to need a team. No, you're no longer self-made. And you're not even going to get there as a solopreneur without understanding the knowledge because you have to learn these things from somebody now, you may be the one that's executing and taking all the actions as a solopreneur, and you may self-pat yourself on the back and tell you that you're I'm self-made. It's just not true, guys. The education systems that you've had, the things that you've learned, the, the podcast that you're listening to like this, and you're absorbing information from people like Joseph and myself, the books you've read, those are indirect mentors, even though that you're not paying them to be your mentor. We learn from other people. So don't ever claim self-made. It's not a badge of honor to wear. And anyone who says that, it's really about ego. And I'll tell you, that's a lot harder for men to ask for help than it is for women. I'll say that women have a tendency to not understand something and they want the shortcut. They want to go find somebody to give them some answers and get them past that challenge. And that's great. Do that. But for men, we have this bravado like, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a a weaker version of a man if I go ask for help because my dad and my grandfather before me told me that, you know, I just got to suck it up. And if I fall down and skin my knee, I'm not hurt. I'm just rub some dirt on that and just keep on going. And as men were conditioned to believe that we have to do things and persevere and be tough and not ask for help because we think of asking help as a weakness. And that is going to limit you guys. That's going to severely limit your potential in life because the best people out there who are performing at the highest level, whether that's sports, business, anything you can imagine, they've had coaches, they've had mentors. And if you're hiring a coach and they don't have mentors, or at least they're not in a high level mastermind themselves of their peers, then you need to start asking yourself, why would I invest in this person if they're not investing in themselves? Because if they don't believe in the process, how are they going to teach me this process? So you got to start thinking about this is not a cost. A lot of people focus on the price of a coach or a mentor. And they think about that and they go, wow, you know, you know, to be an RTA syndicate, you're going to be spending almost $100,000. And I get that. That's a lot of money. Nobody has $100,000 laying around. But I look at that and go, hey, you know what? That's an investment. There's going to be some return on that investment over time. I'm not looking for instant returns. I'm not expecting to spend $100,000 to hang out with Ed Milet and Andy Frazella at their house a few times a year to result in millions of dollars this year. But you know what? What does that do? It just unlocks some awesome potential for the networks that those guys have. It gets me on bigger stages as a speaker. I'm, I'll be sharing major stages this at the end of this month with 
guys like Sean Whalen and Nick Sandinastaso and Brad Lee. And these are all networks that were in their networks of the people I became friends with who are now going to be on my show and I get to speak with and we get to collaborate on some business ideas. So you buy access and proximity to people who have the answers. That's the reason we invest in this. It's just like stock market. And I'll see that the general population Joseph, they're, they're okay opening their wallet or pulling out their credit card to pay for a college education. So they'll go spend $50,000 and four years of their life learning from middle managers who are teaching who have not succeeded at the level that they would like. And you're learning from people who have never achieved a lot of times in these universities. And we're okay with that. We're like, hey, you know what? There's a college degree. I'll tell you what, you give somebody the right $50,000 and you go learn from someone who's actually done things and you take the actions that you're going to implement in four years, you're going to be way ahead of somebody that's coming out of college and you'll not be in debt. You'll be actually be in profit by then. Mm. So much good, good wisdom here, Startup Nation. And one thing that keeps showing up, right? And I was just in, uh, doing my quiet uh, prayer time with God this morning and the Bible verse uh, uh, Jesus speaks about, um, don't follow uh, the scribes and the Pharisees, listen to them, obey the, the laws, but don't follow their example. He said, why? Because they're preachers and they don't practice what they preach. Exactly what you're saying right now. Like how many preachers are out there in the business world, right? Preaching, 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 do this, do this, do this, but they're not practicing it themselves. How many coaches are out there teaching all these, you know, different types of content and, and, things to do and how to become successful, but they're not actually doing it. They don't even have their own coaches. And so I'm a big fan of what you're saying, Tony. I never hire a coach unless they have coaches because then they don't believe in their own profession or their own process. Like you said, people come to me for spiritual coaching and they're like, do you have a spiritual coach? My answer is yes, I do. I invest in that. Why? Because I need someone keeping me on track as well. So Startup Nation, very powerful conversation. We're speaking here with Tony Watley. He is the side hustle millionaire. He wrote the book on it. You can find him at 365driven.com, 365driven.com. Tony, we have made Startup Nation wait long enough here. For your top three tips or strategies, tactical, practical, that they can implement into the their business this year to cross over the first 100k mark for the first time maybe in their entire life what do you got for them what are your top three tips or strategies well a lot of times i get asked what is the key to finding the most successful odds for a business and one of the things i like to talk about is the three p's it makes it easy to remember this is your purpose your passion and your profession and i carry each one of these so purpose is basically what is your strong purpose what is your why we hear that, that phrase commonly a lot of people don't understand what that means, but your purpose is, it needs to be bigger than you. First of all, you need to think about how you're going to serve people because the people that you're serving will be your customers or your clients. So you have to think about how you're going to improve their situation, how you're going to solve their problem. And when you start to understand that, when you help other people achieve their dreams and their own goals, you get the rewards for that. So you have to be thinking about not what's in it for me, but what's in it for them. Just like you and I, Joseph, we fire up these microphones, we get on our podcast. It's not about me. We don't make any money from these podcasts. We're serving the community to teach them, guys. If you're listening, is we're helping you. Now, by us helping you with this knowledge and our time and the guests that we interview, we bring you back into our fold and we get to teach you even more things. And eventually, you're going to start to build trust in this. You're going to start to see results and you'll say, you know what? I want to hire Joseph as my coach. 
you know what? I want to hire Tony as my coach. So the rewards always come months, maybe even years down the road. And you have to be okay with that because that instant return that everybody's looking for, that's what keeps people broke. They're always looking for the fast dollar, the quick path to success. They're always looking for these latest fads and trends. And I'll tell you, if you're following trendy or fad type businesses, especially on social media, if you just found that as a trend, it's too late. If you weren't as in the top 10% of that trend before it became a trend, you missed that boat. So quit doing that stuff. Quit falling for that. Quit showing up to these networking conventions every six months with a different business card because you're not focused on something that's actually behind your purpose. Now, the second P, passion. People think about what does passion mean? Well, the best way to tangibly understand that is think about if you enter a bookstore and you see a huge magazine rack full of different magazines, hundreds of magazines all glowing and lit up and you're looking at all these and there's always going to be one magazine that you gravitate towards. It's like going to be pulling towards you like a magnet. You're going to go pick up that magazine. You're going to flip through it while you're standing there at the stage and you're going to go cover to cover in that magazine. It's going to be like a time warp happened and you're going to look up when that magazine's done and you're going to go, whoa, I just read this entire magazine without making it to the checkout counter. You're going to feel a little guilty. We all know these kind of magazines or the books or the podcasts we're listening. What is it that's really gravitating towards you? That's an indicator of your passions, of the industry that you may want to start something in because when you have the strong passion and you have a, a stronger purpose behind it, it's not going to feel like work. We hear this, you know, if you do everything you love, you're not going to feel like work. It's true. We do hard work. We feel the hard work, but when it's something that we have aligned with our passions and our purpose, it doesn't feel like work. We actually enjoy doing this. I can't wait to get up and speak to clients. I can't wait to go stand on stages. I can't wait to be on podcasts and do these things. These are things I enjoy, even though they are work and they do create results. So the final one is the profession. The word professional is literally mean, means getting paid to do something. There's a lot of you out there with hobbies or simple interests that no one's willing to pay for. And you think that you want to go create a business in that. So you start doing these things with a hobby and you don't really answer the question. Is this something that somebody's willing to pay me for? So you go spend thousands of dollars starting this thing, building a website, chasing things, things. The worst will be the hand-built little widgets that take way too much of your time. And you're sitting there at your kitchen table each evening, three or four hours hand-building these little things to make $20 a piece. Guys, that doesn't scale. That's something that you need to think about. What can you do to create more massive impact to help more people to answer their problems going back to the purpose? And how do you get paid for that? And I'm not going to limit this to things that you don't currently know. Because a lot of people think, well, what do I know right now? Now, that will give you a faster track to success if you can monetize the things that you know right now. But what are those passions or purpose or the interests that you have that you haven't learned yet? Those weekends are the time you should be spending that time to go learn those things to become, be able to get paid for those things. So invest in that time, invest in the coaches, learn these things that you want to monetize within the industries that you would like to be working in. So pers you know, purpose, passion, profession are the things that I always try to focus on and how to get there. And here's the final thing. This is the thing that's going to keep most people unsuccessful. So this is the big one. Consistency. My favorite word is consistency. I even have a bracelet with consistency stamped on it. And it serves as a reminder. And I can look down on that every time. And here's the problem with consistency, Joseph. Everybody hears that word their entire lives. They think about that, be consistent, show up consistently, work consistently. And, and the thing is that most people lie to themselves. Most people, I would say 99% of you lie to yourselves and you tell yourself you're consistent, but a lot of times you can't look in the mirror and tell yourself you're consistent and actually believe yourself. So 
what does it to mean to me? Consistency to me means showing up every single day, every single day and putting in work as it's your duty. If you're building a business, marketing yourself. We talked about the guy wearing the, the octopuses on his shirt. He didn't see that as an option. That's his marketing opportunity. That's his business. So if you really love your business or really love the purpose that you're, or the movement that you're creating and you're not willing to do these things, then it's not really strong. So you got to show up every single day and put in that work and consistency over time is what creates success. And what I'll tell you is here's the, here's the secret most people don't understand. So maybe some of you are listening to this and you're going through this phase that zero to 12 months, that first year is what I call no man's land. And here's the thing that's going to play out. And I want you to understand what's coming, especially if you're stuck in the middle of this. At first, you're going to do something different. You're going to announce that you're starting this business, or maybe you're going on that fitness journey, or maybe you're going to start this diet, or maybe you're just creating this movement and you're going to start doing videos or things like that on social media, which are required nowadays. It's not, a, it's not an option nowadays. You need to get good on videos. It's, it's only going to become more in demand. And initially your audience will be saying, wow, Who's this Joseph guy? He's doing videos now. Well, that's, that's interesting. Or they're going to watch a few and they're going to like those videos and you're going to start to feel a little confidence. You're going to think like, wow, I've got a supporting network. This is going to be easier than I thought. And so a week later, you're still making these videos and creating content and no one's really paying attention anymore. And you're wondering why you're starting to have the self doubt creep in. You're starting to think, do I suck at this? Is this something that I really, am I really good? I see Joseph out there killing it. I see Tony Watley out there killing it, but you know, I'm just as good looking as those guys. I'm just as smart as those guys. I'm just as successful as those guys. And you start to have these comparisons, things that just step in and the psychology and the, the imposter syndrome that you and I talked about, Joseph. And then a month later, you're like, well, you know, this, maybe this isn't cut out for me. Maybe this, this business idea just isn't so good because nobody's really liking my posts. Nobody's sharing my content. Others people are making it look so easy. It's just not me. And so by month two, month three, maybe you start to quit. You start to show up, you kind of disappear. You talk about regrouping maybe. We, we all know you're just basically doing something else or trying to get some other fast result doing something else. Really, you're going back to the cave, you're licking your wounds, you're thinking about how you can pivot and you're doing all this in silence. And that's the kiss of death for business owners, especially based on social media or digital program, is that you have to be willing to do this even if nobody's listening. That first six months is painful. You're going to have to fire up this microphone on your new podcast and speak, even if you feel like nobody's doing a download. If you got zero downloads and you're not willing to do it, you don't have a strong enough purpose. You don't have enough passion behind what you're doing. You're going to get passed by people like Joseph, like myself, who will, will endure and go through that consistency zone, even if nobody's listening, because we know it's on the other side of that. So here's the beauty of that. About six months in, if you consistently show up every day, you're going to have a few people starting to throw you likes and you're going to go, Oh wow, these people are actually throwing me a few likes here. About eight to 12 months in people are starting to comment. Hey, Joseph. Hey, Michelle. Hey, John. These are awesome videos. I like this content. Keep this coming. You're really inspiring me. Thank you. You're going to start to see that 18 months in, you're going to start getting tagged around the internet. Oh, you guys got to come see Joseph's video, his post. This thing is incredible. You can got, you guys need to go read Joseph's book, Tony's book. You got to go see these things, go create, go, go see this event. Someone's speaking at this. You're going to be tagged around the internet by two years. I get tagged hundreds of times on a daily basis across social media by people I don't ever know, never seen before. It's because I've consistently showed up for the last three years. And I'll tell you that first two years, I didn't get paid. I didn't get paid. I didn't pay myself. 
I basically helped 22 people launch their first business in 2019, 2018 for nothing because I was lining out my processes, showing that I can get repeatable results, had a hundred percent success rate. And then and only then I was like, okay, I got something I can actually package and sell to help people now. So understand that I had the strong purpose and I showed up every single day for the last two and a half years. And I keep showing up every day, even though I've found success making multiple six figures now doing the coaching thing. So understand this is the commitment it's going to take. That consistency is what's going to win. Most people don't have it, but if you are listening and you have it, you need to start thinking really serious about being consistent and showing up every day. Tony, I love what you're saying. I'm in full agreement. However, I know my listener. And my listener is running their judgments, the critical brain right now. And they're saying, sounds easy for you, Tony. You were able to take off a year or two years and with no pay, no income, and invest in that because you had previous success. I'm barely getting by working my nine to five. I don't have the luxury of taking off to really test with clients for free and build my processes and get better. So what do you say to that person right now uh, who's comparing themselves to you, to I, and saying, well, I'm not where you're at, so it's different for me? I love that question. And I get asked it quite often, but I want to take it back to 2001, my very first company, LS1 Tech, that you mentioned in the intro. The year 2000 was the year my son was born. So he's 20 now. And he was an unplanned birth with someone that I was not in love with. And we tried to make that work. I just get laid off for six months because of an oil industry downturn. I was very inexperienced at the time. So I didn't have enough experience to go find another engineering job. There was nobody was hiring. Had to live off of credit cards for about that six months. Went severely in debt. Still had student loans to pay off at the time. And here I was about $45,000 in debt with a newborn son, living in a relationship that I was unhappy with, going through depression, and I was working three jobs to try to make ends meet. So I was waiting tables, I was working on cars as a mechanic, and I was teaching myself how to build websites, to code websites in the evening so I can actually make more money. So three jobs, depression, newborn, failed relationship with someone who was unsupportive of my business ideas. She would actually laugh about my business ideas and call them stupid while I was sitting there trying to teach myself how to build that website. So I started my first business about six months after we split. Going through all that, still working three jobs, still in debt. It took me three years just to get back to zero. And so I don't have a lot of sympathy for people who make excuses, especially for people who blame their children for excuses because that's the biggest cop out there is. Oh, well, Tony, I got kids. I can't start this business. Well, you know what? How are you going to teach your children to dream and chase their dreams if they don't see you chasing your own dreams? They're watching you. If you're sitting here listening to this and you're talking about my children keep me from doing this or my job keeps me from doing this or my spouse keeps me from doing this, then you don't want it bad enough. That's the hard truth. Most people are unwilling to accept it, but those who are willing to accept it will find the results and they will achieve the goals and the successes that they want in life. And I hate that people have to hear it this way but sometimes they need that wake up call because everything that you have is an excuse that's keeping you from starting and doing things. You have to realize millions of other people had the exact same excuses, still stepped up to the challenge and still knocked it out of the park. So it's really just up to you. Look at yourself in the mirror. These surface level excuses that you hear about children, family, jobs, 
The only reason you're carrying those around is because you're hanging around with other people who aspire to be average, who aspire to live mediocre lives, who are in a complacency rut, and they all just share that excuse back and forth to verify and validate each other that, hey, we're all just, we're all just working as hard as we can, Tony. We're all just doing what we can, Tony. It's the people you're hanging around with that's keeping you in that mindset. You need to start finding people or find that coach that's going to get you out of that mindset. Startup Nation, how is that for a kick in your booty? Right? If you have a victim mentality and you're finally aware of it, look around you. Are you hanging out with a group of victims? How do you expect to get out of it? You won't. The second you start reaching, you start crawling out. They're going to grab you by the ankles and drag you back in. Say, where do you think you're going? You're one of us. You can't make it. That's not for you. Right? And, and they kill our dreams, but we allow them to. So thank you for going there, Tony. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's rare I have a guest come on the show and I could just lean back and just kind of like, you know, have a little pina colada in my hand and, <laughs> and just let you just take the show. Um, you're very good at, at what you do and, and how you share and how you communicate. And, uh, and thank you for sharing uh, those three years of, of suck mm-hmm. that you had. And you went through the suck. And because of it, you're now able to look at people who are in it, making excuses, settling for it. And you're able to call them out and say, listen, you either want this or you don't. If you want it, go for it. No excuses. Make it happen. Show up consistent with or without results until you finally hit it. And if you don't want it, because you're not willing to do the work, then please, for the sake of all of us out there, stop pretending that you actually want it and just say, hey, I have these big dreams, but I'm honestly never going to get them because I'm not willing to do the work. And just come clean about it, man. People will respect that more than you pretending and walking around with this mask. You agree or disagree with that, Tony? Totally agree. Actions do speak louder than words, but I'll tell you, here's a secret. There's another motivational meme that I see come across my social feeds once in a while. And I kind of laugh when I see it. And I know that you've probably seen it too, if you're listening to this show. And it's the one that's called hustle hard in silence and let your actions speak for you. If you ever see that meme, hustle hard in silence, let your actions speak for you. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that because most people lack accountability. Most people lack discipline. And here's the thing. If you're out there thinking that you're hustle hard in silence, what you're really doing is you're giving yourself a convenient escape door that you can go out of any time without anybody knowing that you even try to step into that challenge. So if you think about that, like this, this, for example, we see a lot of obesity in the, in the country here in the United States. A lot of people know they need to get better. More people die from heart disease and, and obesity from any disease. We're, we're looking at this coronavirus and all this stuff going on right now. There's more people dying on a daily basis from just eating the wrong foods their entire lives and not exercising. Millions of people. But there's a lot of people out thinking, man, I need to get back in shape or I want to start this business. And they, they don't tell anybody. They don't have an accountability group. They don't have a coach. They don't tell anybody. So they go to the gym maybe once, especially all you New Year's resolutionists. You go to the gym twice that week and you feel real sore and you go, oh, I'm just not as young as I used to be. I need to give up on this and just kind of quit going. I guess, you know, the soreness is telling me that I'm not cut out for this. So I quit. And if you never told anybody that you're going on this fitness journey, there's your escape door. 
you can escape and nobody's going to know. The only thing's going to know is your credit card statement when you see that $30 bill hit every month because you signed a contract. So understand when you call your shots, when you put it out there and actually use your social media or build a support group or build a little support mastermind, even better, five to 10 people to hold each other accountable, that's when you get results. When you start saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to write a book and it's going to be done by June of this year. And I'm going to commit to writing one hour a day and I'm going to do this and I need you guys to help me. Guess what? People will help you. People will help you and you won't have that convenient escape door. You won't have that convenient parachute to use. You'll be able to actually do the work and actually get the results and you'll start to go, why didn't I just do this sooner? So you don't get to hustle hard in silence until you've proven discipline and proven results. So whenever you see that meme, you better not be liking it. You better be avoiding it until you get results. That's so powerful. And at first glance, the meme sounds true, right? But it's that it's 90% true. And then the little distortion, right? And, and, and you just called it out and I love it. And I'm a big fan of, in my coaching, if you want the change, if you want the results that you're saying you're committed to, commit publicly, right in front of everybody, put yourself at risk. Put your status at risk. When you go public with stuff, you'll get the accountability. You'll also show up as heroic totally. to others, right? And, and so many times we don't want to put it out there and share our problem with people because we don't want people to know we have the problem. But when you share your problem out there, Startup Nation, with people, you share it. You say, hey, I have a problem. Here's the problem. And, but I'm, I'm not satisfied staying there. Here's what I'm committing to. Who can help me? Who wants to hold me accountable? Two things are going to happen. You're going to get instant accountability structures set because people are going to call your ass out a year from now if you don't do it. Yep. Hey, how's and that diet going? Hey, how's yeah, that business and going? And you're going to get so tired of being called out that you're actually going to just do the work, go through the suck and get the results. And then the second thing, you're going to show up as the hero in people's lives and inspire them. And they're going to go, wow, you put yourself out there. You're speaking about the thing that I would never share that with anybody. Yeah. And that's why you're where you're, you are because you won't put it out there. So Startup Nation, this is a good, good hack from Tony right now. If you want to get results in any area of your life, share your problem publicly and then share publicly what you're committed to. Yeah. You do those two things. Tony, people are going to get results, right? Absolutely. I mean, you talk about heroes that call their shots. One of the most heroic baseball photos of all time is Babe Ruth standing at the plate, pointing to the outfield with his bat. We've all seen that photo, right? He's like he, calling it like, I'm, I'm going to hit it right there. I'm going to go right up. He publicly committed yeah, to, the the, stadium. to the home run. And then he did it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, but, but how many strikeouts? He was also the king of strikeouts. Boom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? But he always went for it. and he let We always remember that hero for. moment, though. See what I mean? Yeah. People won't remember your failures. That's the key. Because that's the other thing is most people just really focus on their failures too much. They say, I'm afraid of failure. We're not afraid of failure, guys. We're afraid of what people are going to say about our failures. And those who win, those who succeed, we don't care what they say about our failures because we know it in a short amount of time, they're not even going to remember their failures. They're only going to remember your best results. Love it. All right. So Tony, I definitely let this show go over because I believe the content is so rich and startup nation is so hungry for this, for this real talk, right? This truth. So we're listening with Tony Watley. He's the side hustle millionaire. He wrote the book on it. 
Uh, you can find them at 365driven, 365driven.com. And Tony, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. This is where I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. It's just for fun. Don't overthink mm-hmm. it. Are you ready, sir? Let's roll. All right. What's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Freedom. What's your least favorite thing? Hmm. Probably the criticism potential, just like the imposter syndrome thing. Yeah, I got it. What are you most afraid of? Failing myself. Failing myself. Tony, I believe we all struggle with something, personally or professionally. What are you struggling with right now if you were just being real with Startup Nation? I think that I, I'm, I, I still struggle with not building the right size team to scale my dreams. Got it. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in this business? Hmm. Man, there's so many different things that, that we get really just focused on. I think I spent way too much time doing a bunch of research and looking for the, the quick fixes and the funnels and the silver bullets and all these things that you think that are going to help you in a digital space. But what it all comes down to is just creating value and showing up. Got it. What secret fear do you have about people? I don't have any, I guess. Come on, what you got? I don't, I guess the, the fear of public speaking used to be my greatest fear and I conquered that. Love it. Now, Startup Nation, you're immediately asking, how did you do it? I still struggle with that. I also conquered mine. That was my greatest fear. Now it's the thing that lights me up the most is when Absolutely. I'm on stage in front of an audience connecting. So maybe we'll do another show and we'll talk about that. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? Effective speaking, communication, public speaking. And and to give your answer there is Toastmasters. Go join Toastmasters. It's cheap and you'll learn public speaking. And then in between those weekly meetings, do videos every single day, that consistency again. Yeah, it really breaks down that fear of being judged and criticized by others. You just become numb to it after a while. You're like, who cares? I'm just recording my video. What's a new habit you want to form? Hmm. I'd like to, I'd like to do more reading. I I read about 30 minutes a day, but I would like to extend that to at least an hour a day. I enjoy reading. I need to do more in the morning. What's a bad habit you want to break? The occasional cheat meals. (laughs) Got it. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Confident, daredevil, thoughtful. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in this business first year in business, I would say that I was overconfident. I would say that more self-doubt and I focused on cost. Got it. And last question, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends, your wife, your boy in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about everything, about life, eternity, all of it. What would you say to them? I think the number one thing that most people need to overcome is what we touched on is just to get past worrying about what other people think about you. That is the number one thing that keeps people paralyzed. If you, if you can learn that it doesn't matter what they think about you. We've heard the phrase that what other people think about you is none of your business is true. And as soon as you start to gain the confidence and not worrying about judgment or fear of criticism, then you'll be able to do whatever you want. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100 K? this year 
Think about serving far more people than you do. I'll do a visualization exercise at one of my speaking events and I always challenge people's thoughts because people think too small. When, I, when most people think about it, they say, hey, I want a million dollars in the bank and I'll tell them that, you know, it's not a lot of money nowadays. That's a house and a nice SUV sometimes, depending on where we live. And you start to think about that is you got to challenge yourself to think bigger. And one of the things about thinking bigger is it'll keep you more motivated. So when you start to reach for bigger goals, even if you come up short, you should be way ahead of your shorter goal. So when you think about it that way, it's just, just put in more thought about how many more people you can impact with your product, your service, or what you want to do. That's the art of scalability. That's what we need to get away from is thinking about trading our personal hours for, for dollars. That'll never scale. So think about how you can scale money without time factor. Awesome. And what's the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you personally if they so choose? My podcast is called 365 Driven. So the, everything's at the website that Joseph was nice enough to mention, 365driven.com. You'll find everything about my socials and my book and everything on that website. All right, Startup Nation, we'll catch you next week. I'll be uh, flying and giving talks. So uh, the schedule may change just a little bit. I'll do what I can. Um, but I'm acknowledging it publicly first out here. Okay. No, no promises, but to Tony's point with this podcast, when I finally committed to showing up every week and dropping a show, no matter what was going on in my life, no matter how good the show was, no matter how many times I, I effed it up in the conversation or didn't show up my best. And I just said, I'm going to drop a show every single week on iTunes, it's going up. And uh, here we are over two years in, two different shows I've been doing for over two years consistently. That has been the shift for me. And the first year, no results. Just like Tony said, he's so right. Nothing. An occasional like here and there, but crickets, crickets, crickets. And then, uh, you know, an occasional negative review. Like, you're such a fake. You're such a phony, Joseph. You act like you know it all, blah, 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 right? And just all the, that, that, they're not talking about me. They're talking about what they don't like in themselves. Absolutely. And when I, you know, I finally got that, I'm, dude, you're not going to stop me from my dreams. I'm just going to keep showing up consistently. This year is the, is when I'm starting to see uh, people come out from under the rocks and invitations are happening mm -hmm. and people starting to reach out and people are sharing the show and, you know, people coming over to me, Hey, I, I listened to that other episode. And I was like, you did, I didn't even know you listened to my show. Right. And, and I'm starting to see it and, and we haven't hockey sticked yet, but I feel it. I sense it. We're right there, Tony. We're right there. So startup nation, be inspired that if you show up consistently and do what Tony said, you will have success. It's just a matter of time. Absolutely. Tony, thanks for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, my friend. Thank you for having me. Cheers. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with, but won't admit. We gotta get your faith right to get your business right. Go to brokencatholic.com. 
I'm Joseph Warren and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day and I'll see you right back here next week.